It's time to watch The Muppets with special guest Elkie Summer. That's very funny. Hi, Megan. Hi. Oh, man. It's time to watch The Muppets. Muppety Mups. The Muppets are a good time. So it was fun watching The Muppets. I think this. I think we had a good time watching The Muppets recently. Yeah. So I have to ask you. I know I already told you this last week, but uh-huh. did you easily tell why I said your wife should watch this episode? I... I, I, this was probably one of my favorite bits in a, in a yeah. few episodes. Like, I don't feel like I've watched very many. I can't, I, like, there's not much memorable. And if you ask me, like, to pick a favorite sketch from the last four or six episodes, I don't think I'd be able to pull one that easily. But this yeah. Animal Crackers bit <laughs> is probably one of my favorite sketches of this season. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> All right. Why don't we get it started? Why don't you get me started? Cold open. Scooter stops by the dressing room to call for Elky Summer. Oh my god, first of all, I didn't start like I usually do. Elky. We're watching episode 319, Elky Summer, airing originally um, in the UK on February 2nd, 1979, and in the US January 5th, 1979, just a few days apart. This is the oh, closest wow. I think we've seen in an episode yet. So it just turned 1979. It just turned 79. Where were you in 1979, Megan? I was an ovum. What a weird thought. Yeah. That really fucked me up once. The idea that like women kind of have all of the eggs they'll ever have. Yeah. You know? So what really fucked me up the most about that is the thought of like, I don't know how things work well enough. Right? You were but in your grandmother's stomach. That is even more frightening. Yeah. Right? Like that's very strange. <laughs> but like, okay, so you know that like the Duggar family the that one show that has like tons and tons of kids. Yeah, they they're like what twenty one kids and counting Holy or some shit, yeah. right? So didn't they get divorced? Those people? Wasn't I don't think so. There's always TLC there's all drama. sorts of other trauma, drama and trauma around yeah. them. But the thought that Michelle Duggar, like any other uterus haver, yeah, right, it's time female birth, yeah, has um as many eggs as they'll have for their whole life or yeah. whatever, right? Does that mean like she has? She's used a lot of those eggs. So in that time, you don't pass an egg, right, in the span. So think about all of that, those like periods she didn't have. Yeah. Right? So she just like, will she be fertile for her whole life by that math? Do you know what I'm oh. saying? Like, Yeah, I don't know how the human body works. Like, <laughs> like if she's had 21 kids, then all of that time between, I know some of them were multiples, but like... Isn't that a scary thought? That like she she's had eggs that she hasn't passed. I don't know. This is a very yeah. I wonder how that works. So I don't I really know. Do. Like if they like if you never can use them all because I think there's like a lot uh-huh. in there. Yeah. So but does does everything just shut down and it's just like don't worry about these and you eggs. know all I'm picturing is caviar uh. like just tons of caviar that is what I'm picturing too I think like it's like there's this jar of eggs one of them falls out of it yeah and then there's like so many millions more you have to use a silver spoon okay uh. oh boy okay so cold open Scooter stops by the dressing room to call for Elkie she tells Scooter that 
there's a man eating her makeup table. I'm terribly sorry. Fred, you're supposed to eat the wardrobe. Sorry. Wardrobe. That makes more sense. <laughs> I guess. This was the man from... Do you remember a couple weeks ago, they did that sketch of like... The, f- the snack foods coming out of the lunchbox or going oh, into yeah, the lunchbox yeah, yeah, yeah. and then the lunchbox not, eats the yeah. dude. He was like the, the worker. Yeah, the worker dude. All right, our Muppet Show theme. A plane flies out of Gonzo's horn as Gonzo yells to the plane, watch out for the balcony. <laughs> our opening sketch, Megan, this was a goddamn nightmare. Bobby Benson's baby band performs Pennsylvania 65000. What the hell... Is Pennsylvania 65000, clicking it now. It's a swing tune originally recorded as a single by Glenn Miller and his orchestra. This song was performed by Bobby Benson on Muppet Show episode 319. Uh, the license plate for the Countmobile. Oh, weird. Whatever this song is. So, the Muppet, the, the, on, on the license plate for the Countmobile... The car that Count from Sesame Street drives, yeah. his license plate reads Transylvania 65000. That's pretty funny. Oh my gosh. Um, he drives a car? Yeah. Oh my God. You have to watch Follow That Bird. Oh my God. The Sesame Street movie. It's very good. And they all go out on this hunt for Big Bird and they all have their own vehicles. Grover, I think, flies an airplane. And uh, one of them, the Grouch, maybe drives a VW Beetle. They all have different vehicles, and they all go out to go find Big Bird. I it's a lot of fun. Have to watch that on HBO Max. Oh, I have HBO Max. Very now. much recommended. I'm it's, a nanny addict. <laughs> I cannot believe you're addicted to the nanny at the moment. That's hilarious. I am. That is. Lovely. I'm sorry, not to say at the moment and belittle no. your, you know, my lifelong love of the nanny. Mm-hmm. But now I have HBO Max, and I have to tell you, I've started. To watch the nanny again from the beginning. Of course, I skipped the pilot. Nobody likes a pilot episode. Anyway, yeah, I'm sorry. Like, no, it's very strange it. yeah. that pilot. So, um, I don't even remember what that pilot. I, I, they do the pilot in the opening. It's the song. Yeah, here you it goes. Don't need she was working in a bridal shop in Flushing Queens. Queens. Yeah, her boyfriend her out. <laughs> it was a really it was a crushing scene. <laughs> what was she to do? Where was she to go? She was out on her fanny. But I have to tell you, Fran Drescher, we did not deserve her. No, no. She is actually amazing like she's like lucille ball amazing and i'll say i don't know if you watched she had a sitcom that she did a few years ago with adam pally where she played adam pally's like overbearing mother get it was an out. nbc sitcom it was a live what do they call it a, a single a multicam so it was filmed like a you know yeah like a cbs sitcom and um it got it's one of those ones that got like covid canceled basically like they didn't film their final episode yeah, because COVID stinks. happened. Did whatever. you watch any of it though? I watched it. I I, I hated it, but yeah. I watched it because I said the it had good bones. It could have become a really special good show if it could get past. They should just somehow, some of its yeah. tropes, you know, like yeah. Abby Elliott played Adam Pally's wife. Like it was really well cast. Yeah, and everything, it sounds it. But it was just one of those tough things. I don't even remember what it was called. And yeah, Fran Drescher played his mom, who like recently had to downsize whatever you know she had to move home with him kind of thing yeah it was it was it was bad but i watched it <laughs> but yes fran drescher is amazing <sighs> so this bobby benson baby band this is just these baby bobby nightmares benson baby band from the loretta lynn episode i love that 
But I, I have to tell them. you, I watched this episode a while ago. Mm-hmm. Like, when did you watch this episode? A couple days I ago? I think, yeah, I yeah. think, I think like a week ago maybe at oh, this you point. Did, yeah. yeah. It was a while ago. It was a while ago. Okay. But it's, uh. It was a goodie. It was good. And like, that's. Like, I may have watched this a little while ago, but I do remember all of these things, at least. This baby band frightens the shit out of me still. Yeah, but I love them. I'm, I'm glad they brought them back. I love them, too. But they do heebie They're weird. Out. They yeah. give me the heebie-jeebies. They're totally heebie And they look like, like we've said in the past, they look like weird pantyhose dolls. And oh. then some of them don't. Some yeah. of them don't look like they belong with these babies. There's this, like, little nightmare one. I'm going to show you the picture. What you doing with that baby? Like, what is this one? That's... It has, like, oh. a cone head oh my God. to it. I forgot... About, like, what a creep this guy is. This guy is a creep. The, with the cigarette hanging out of his mouth that's but not look lit at this and everything. sad baby. Yeah. Ah. This is a perfect frown on this I baby drummer. I love that. Drummer. Actually, these babies are great. But, but I don't understand Pennsylvania 6-5000. I don't know what the hell that was. But Yeah. And the, the information didn't give me any more information. I love Honeydew. So up you- next, Dr. Bunsen Honeydew informs Kermit that they have to cancel Muppet Labs because he can't find Beaker. Though Beaker is behind him hiding under a lampshade. He didn't want to do it. This is so funny, Beaker hiding from him. I'm like, Bunsen is disappointed he won't be able to test his diesel shaver on anyone. Beaker breathes a sigh of relief. Then Beauregard tries to plug in Beaker as a lamp, and Beaker gets electrocuted. Poor Beaker. I liked this um, back and forth of Beaker and Beauregard playing together this episode, though. I thought that was pretty neat. Yeah, I like to see these uh, lab folk interact with. It's like yes. I feel like Gil- Gilda's interaction with them. It made the, it was like it a, broke them up a little bit, right? Up and it was it was really great. Yeah, it sent like kind of shockwaves through the, the the relations. Beaker was so happy to have a guinea pig. This next segment, Megan. Elky Summer sings "Animal Crackers in My Soup." Animal crackers in my soup. Monkeys and rabbits loop. Oh gee, but I have fun Swallowing animals one by one In every bowl of soup I see She's interrupted by Kermit who tells her The little girl look is not right for the show (laughs) I loved that, I thought that was hilarious He's like, what are you doing? Like, this isn't it, you know So then (laughs) she does a slower, more sophisticated version of the song Animal crackers in my soup, monkeys and rabbits loop the Gosh, oh, but I. He then tells her it's still not the right fit for the show. They then do a version with two boss men. In every bowl of soup I see Lions and tigers watching me I make them jump right through a hoop Those animal crackers in my soup When I get hold of the big bad wolf I just push him on the two dragons I love that like, the resolution is that she be like this weird head on a fake Muppet body that has like the macaroni arms and moving crazy. Betty Spaghetti. This song was so funny, though. This song was hilarious. And mm-hmm. I have to ask you, how long do you think those Shirley Temple commercials were on TV for? I don't know. A those Shirley Temple commercials it's aired forever. Like, animal crackers in, in my soup. There's the, I, I have, like, scenes from them stained in my head. Like, when she does that, like, she does this thing where she blows a kiss. And she yeah. puts her whole hand on her mouth and she's like, I 
like that. It's so weird. Being a kid, kid, mm-hmm. and seeing those commercials and being like, I want to watch a Shirley Temple movie. Yeah, and I, I've never watched no. a Shirley Temple movie, but I was like, I don't oh, think I've ever seen one either. I might, and I'm like, always was like, wait, Shirley Temple's not Annie in my Curly little kid top. brain. I was right, like, that doesn't make any Shirley sense. Temple Annie. I don't understand either. <laughs> She's Curly Top. She's Heidi. She's all these. Why wasn't she Annie? <laughs> She's Curly Top. I actually saw. A TikTok the other day of the actress who played Curly Sue uh-huh. with a picture of the Welch's Grape Girl and a picture of her as Curly Sue and saying, oh, they are the same person, this right? is blah, blah, blah. This is Curly Sue. Uh-huh. Me. Like, we're two different people. Uh-huh. Who starred in Curly Sue? Was that Jim Belushi? Who was in Curly Sue with her? Oh, now I'm doing Karina Karina. You do this to me every time. I'm like, no, it's Ray Liotta. In Curly Sue. When's the last time you even saw Curly Stop Sue? Stop asking me questions. I feel like every time I was like, let's get Curly Sue. My parents are like, I don't want to watch that. Curly Sue, that's not, it's James Belushi. James Belushi, excuse me. Excuse me, it's James James Belushi. And Kelly Lynch. So this, oh, this was a John Hughes movie. I didn't what think. What is this movie about? Can you just read me the synopsis? Bill please? Dancer and his young companion, Curly Sue, are the archetypical homeless, f- wait, <laughs> They're homeless. That's... Are the archetypal? Are... Is this a? Is this like an Annie archetypal story? homeless folks with hearts of gold? Their scams are aimed at turning at not not at turning a profit, but at getting enough to eat. One night while sleeping at a shelter, Sue's tin ring, which was left to her by her late mother, is stolen and pawned by a drifter. Megan, this movie okay, is, this is, is bleak. This movie is like Annie meets Annie because she's an orphan. Okay. Meets um, desperately seeking Susan with Madonna. I don't think this is like Annie <laughs> because she's not an orphan. Okay, she has a deadbeat like dad. The professional. That's her dad? Yeah, it says James Belushi, Bill Dancer, and his young companion. Oh, young companion. He doesn't say what? dad. Young companion. Girl, he's just like eight. And I'm being eight, maybe, right? I don't know. Is this like an Uncharted story, like Sully and uh, Nathan? Uh-huh. Or like uh, uh, a Last and of I'm Us not- story, like... I'm not. Oh yeah, Last of Us is like that too. That right. Naughty Dog Entertainment. And random I'm not, dude. Yeah. Random old man with a young girl. And is that how it? Have you seen this? Like I watched the movie Uncharted. And it was, I didn't watch it. I heard it, it was it, very bad. It was, and it strayed from the game. It bothers story. me enough that like Sully is played by what's his face, the Mark Wahlberg. Mar- Mark Wahlberg. Why? Sully is like should be an old man. He should be older. And and Nate Drake should be older too. Like Nate is. I thought I don't know that this is what I thought you know and I really like Uncharted three so Uncharted mm-hmm. the storyline to Uncharted three is like it's a flashback of yes. Nate and he is like a kid mm-hmm. in Colombia and he goes to that uh, he goes to a museum to try to like find the map and yeah. he sees that Sully is up to something there and mm-hmm. he actually steals what Sully was looking for and then they end up teaming up and it's funny because. Tom Holland is too old for that role, and so is and so is um, Mark Wahlberg. Like they're both too old to do that. No, well, Mark Wahlberg. I don't know. It's just I not right like, to be that yeah, age. Yeah, but I feel like they could have done at least like that. Yes, yeah, to have it be the prequel to like the Nate Drake that we know and love from the video games. Yeah, that would have been much better. Yeah, 
They should have just used the story that they had, is what I'm saying. Because it was a good story. I also said, why are they making that a movie? Uncharted is already a great movie by itself. Just go play the game. Yeah. Uncharted is a great movie. You can play it on, like, easy baby mode. Yeah. And all you're doing is just walking the character through the... You know, like and shooting people. Yeah, it's not very hard if you play it on the easiest version or whatever. Yeah. Uncharted is a really, really good game, and it plays like a great movie. So yes, it does. I don't know. Agreed. Kermit informs Beauregard and Beaker that they need to build a set for Elkie's closing number. He tells them it needs to be Egypt themed. Like fair enough, I guess. I don't know. They're going to build a pyramid or something, right? <laughs> Pigs in space. The swine trek lands on the planet Coosbane, and Piggy and Link fight to be the first pig to set foot on the planet. So now, okay. This I thought was the most interesting pigs in space because yeah. they take a break from this. And I guess it would have been for American audiences an actual commercial break. And then mm-hmm. when it came back from the commercial, it would have been part two. But because we watched it on Disney Plus with the UK spots. We get Bobby Benson's baby band performing Tuxedo Junction now. Okay. Tuxedo Junction is a song from 1939. Wow. Jeez, it doesn't say it's like not like from a musical or anything. It's just interesting. Is it some British shit? It's some British shit, it looks like. Okay. So now we go back to Pigs in Space. Yes. Right? I did like that they did this. I liked that, but like the first part is so nothing, you know, mm-hmm. like it's the second part that's really the, you know, the main part of it. Pigs in Space Part 2. The pigs walk onto the planet Coosbane. They search for alien life, but completely overlook rock creatures, Martha and George. I did like this a lot. I think that it's so like, I don't know. This is like exactly Link's wheelhouse being a sexist piece of shit. Yep. I do like when he does it. I think it's yeah. funny. I also think when I he's like... I love how stupid he is. Me too. And how easily he can be like emasculated. I yeah. think that's very funny too. Yeah. He is a, definitely has an inflatable ego. Like when... He, when um, but he's so arrogant. Who was it that sang Last Dance to him a couple episodes ago? And it was so funny. That was the last woman. Last week's episode. That wasn't last week. Oh no, two, two it was, weeks? Yeah, it was a little while ago. Wow. I don't remember either. <laughs> Why do I want... It wasn't Leslie Uggams. Yes, it was. No. Leslie Uggams sang with Big Bird. They sang Love Will Keep Us Together. Oh, Love Will Keep Us Together. This was like a big disco number. Remember, they played the whole thing, too. Oh, yeah. Who was that? I don't know. Oh. There's no way to know. There's no way to know. We can't look it up or anything like that. I don't know. Can we? (laughs) The last dance. True dance. Megan, you know what I realized the other day? What? Is we're getting really close to the end of this season. Holy shnikes. And you know what that means? We get to watch one of the movies. We get to watch the movie. We get to watch the Muppet movie. Wow. That's like in, insanely exciting the to me ver- for some the reason. The very first Muppet movie? Yes. Oh Raquel God. Welsh sang it. Oh, Raquel Welsh. Or was it Marissa Berenson? Marissa Berenson. It might have been Marissa Berenson. No, I don't think she did. She did like the... The house she did one. that weird... The, yes. Our, welcome to but our house. I think house. she did both of them. Like, I think she just ruled... I really like that episode, Marissa Berenson. That whole Shel Silverstein song was just terrific. I still think it's the best. Right, here we are just talking about how much we loved another one. <laughs> oh, no, you're right, because then they did the wedding, whatever. I don't know. I, 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 I. Animal crackers in my soup. So, um, I'm excited to watch them up a movie. I went through last night. I was, like, literally laying in bed at one in the morning reading the, like, information, like, the funny... 
what is what was it like the goofs that happen in that movie of like all the things that they the fucked bloopers. up so i'm excited to really unpack that whole movie with you yay do I'm you um watch it. what i'm excited to watch it again i have know to watch it and like to watch it through like the we're gonna talk about it for a long time yeah. kind of lens is a lot of fun to i me. love it all right elkie talks to gonzo about the different languages she speaks she mentions how miss piggy also speaks french Gonzo tells oh her God. that she only knows how to read perfume bottles. Piggy walks in and Elkie starts speaking French to her. She pretends to understand. Oh, enchanté, Elkie. Enchanté, Mademoiselle Piggy. Vous parlez français, hein? C'est formidable. Mais je suis tellement heureuse à pouvoir parler français avec quelqu'un. C'est une langue formidable. Vous ne pensez pas? Maybe this bottle of perfume will help. This was hard. It was hard because it's so true. Miss Peggy. Miss Peggy. Miss Peggy doesn't know French. Miss Peggy, yeah, she doesn't know French at all. And that's not her fault. You know whose fault that is? I think it's Frank's fault. (laughs) If Frank knew how to speak French, then Piggy could speak French. I didn't know you were Lithuanian. (laughs) Uh, What else we got here? Beaker and Beauregard struggle to hammer a nail to the set. I loved this, too. I thought this was very funny. That, like, Beaker would, you know, try to get out of the way. He can't. He he, he knows from working with his other partner yes. that he could very easily be hurt. And he's not trying to be here for it. And honestly, like, I feel like Honeydew just doesn't care. And he kind of gets off on hurting oh, Beaker. Oh, he absolutely but, does. But, like, Beauregard is just stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Beauregard doesn't realize like Honeydew does. Honeydew yeah. just doesn't care. Honeydew is like, <laughs> hilarious. Muppet Sports goldfish shooting. Oh my God. I love the way Muppet Sports opens every yeah. time. It's such a reminder to me that like, for real, when you say sports now, like, oh, I'm watching sports on TV, it means you are literally watching, right now, if you're watching sports on TV, it would mean that you're watching baseball, right? Yep. Yep, you're watching baseball. Yeah, you're getting re- maybe preseason football. I don't know if that starts anytime soon. I think that starts August, August right? August, yeah. So, but yeah, it's not, you know, baseball, football. Especially in this area, the uh, yes. Yankees just played the Mets. I even am like hesitant to say hockey. You know, like you don't assume hockey. Hockey doesn't start till October. You don't assume soccer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's you, that you're watching. You're watching baseball. Baseball, yeah. It's, I don't know. But there, there's is like javelin and like uh, shot put the long, throw. long jump. You see someone with like the pole and everything. Yeah. It's 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 really funny how like they mean all sorts of sports, like Olympic, yeah, event, Olympic you know? sports. Yeah, it's okay. Not to like change the subject to baseball, but I find this to be really interesting. Mm-hmm. So on professional sports jerseys, and I guess like especially MLB jerseys, they didn't have like. Like, maybe they were, you know, sponsored by a certain sportswear brand, like Adidas or Reebok or something okay. like that, right? Yeah. Maybe, like, inside the shirt. Mm-hmm. But Nike paid MLB a billion dollars, one billion dollars to have that logo. Really? On their shirts, like, on the outside uh-huh. of their shirts and on the pants. Every and single team. Where does that money go? A billion dollars. So then they paid them a billion dollars to wear Nike clothes, right? 
Is that right? Well, the uniforms are Nike, yeah. The, the uniforms yeah. be Nike with Nike branding on them. On them. But now, Nike is not giving them the clothes in addition to a, mil- a billion dollars, right? Like, no. So these sports teams are... They were in. They're in a paid contract, basically, mm-hmm. right? Like where their uniforms have to be licensed out by Nike. Is that just their uniforms? Do you know, or is it like if you were to buy like a an official MLB Yankees T-shirt? Does that have? To, is that Nike branded? I have no idea. You know, like because that'd be even more insane. I think it's just the jerseys, just like the official yeah. game worn jerseys. Like, it, People aren't really buying, like, the pants. You know what I mean? No. Yeah. Only the players wear that. But the people, yeah. you know, buy the jerseys. Yeah. What an insane thing. And te- and it's funny because it's, like, five years ago, people were like, baseball's dead. I know. Baseball's That's what... not a good sport. Now they it's have not games viable. on Amazon Prime. Yeah. They have games on Apple TV. Yeah. There are special games that are only on Apple. I went... Um, I play softball on Tuesday nights, and my team and I went out to this, like, dive in New Brunswick. Uh-huh. And it's not college season right now it's summer right yeah the whole entire bar was packed with people watching yankees versus the mets like young people really wow yeah that's crazy i thought so too because i mean we're well we're headed to postseason and I'm or like, whatever ahead, right baseball. like we're heading, yeah october is so, postseason you know i guess they're heading into the the stretch whatever mm-hmm. i don't know baseball wrapping up yeah baseball is so boring to me because the games are very long but you can and talk the to people seasons are long. You know, like they play for too long. I think. I think baseball is so and too great many games because it's like you can hang out and socialize and mm-hmm. like have that on in the background, and you can like you don't you're not missing anything if you're like. See, I worry that people don't approach it that way because I would approach it that way. I've gone to many a baseball game where I'm just I like hanging baseball. out and yeah. it's on and what you know. But I am worried that there's people that are like, huh, you yeah. know, they are t- talking serious. about like. Speeding up the pitching and mm-hmm. like blah blah. Oh, do you know you know what they're doing? What? So you know the difference between the like AL and the NL, right? The National League mm-hmm. and the American League, and how they have a DH designated hitter in the American League, uh-huh. and in the National League, like pitchers have to hit. Yeah, right. They're part of the team now. Next year, they're going to make it so that no pitchers have to hit. Really? Yeah, at all because they don't want injury because pitching is so serious. It's, yeah, it's a lot that they don't want the pitchers to have to hit. Uh huh. Is I, that a good thing? Do you think? I think that it's going to make. I, I think it. I think there's going to be a lot more home runs in the National League now. Like, mm-hmm. and people are just going to be banging them out with the DH. Okay, but I don't know. Because then I guess this poses the idea that the pitcher maybe isn't a good hitter and is kind of maybe perhaps like saving themselves. Like they not don't trying to, to exert yeah, that extra energy, exactly. so they're hitting because they have to, not because they want to. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's. Yeah, so I don't know, but I that's think that's going to be interesting to see, yeah. It's kind of cool to see rules change like that, you know, like... Yeah, it's been like a part of baseball for so long. What a weird thing to be... Yeah, but now the Mets apparently have all this, like, VC money. You know that? Mm-mm. So now they are not, like, poor team anymore, and they're really? really good this season, actually. That's cool. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not a Mets fan, but I know uh-huh. your dad was a Mets fan. Yeah. And by default, you yeah. are a Mets fan. Yeah. Yes, I am a Mets fan. I almost bought a Mets hat the other day. Yeah, I sent it to you, right? It's a cool logo. It is. Yeah. And, like, this one had Spider-Man on it. And I yeah. was like, I think I could. My dad liked the Mets. Right? And I own a comic book store. Therefore, <laughs> I could wear this hat. Exactly. Exactly. Sorry to change the subject of baseball. But I always think it's interesting when teams do things. And, you know, because in some, in some sports, like, 
their jerseys are filled with advertisements like hockey. I mean, not hockey, uh, soccer and NASCAR. Soccer, yeah. yeah. Soccer, it's like, I didn't... Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. You know what else they're doing in advertising in baseball? Okay, so you... Speaking of hockey, you know how they, like, shoot ads behind the net during, uh-huh. like, like I don't know. Like, I, I forget when they do it, but they'll put, like, ads. They project them for the TV behind yes, the net. Yes, right? I have seen that. They're doing that on the baseball mound now. Really? So, like, while the pitcher's, like, trying to get himself it's like ready. It's, like, presented by like, Snapple. It, whatever. It like, had, yeah, it has, like, Snapple uh-huh. at the bottom or whatever right there. What a just, weird like, thing. And it, I don't know. Do you feel like... I don't know if this is happening necessarily during a game you're watching on Prime, but it's like, I'm paying enough money to watch this. Can you give me a fucking break? No, they can't. Like, you've licensed out basically, like, I'm wearing glasses right now. Have they licensed out the fucking, like, around my frame that I can see? Like, I have a Kindle, and it has ads on it. Oh, yeah. That are, like, on my screen when I open it. And I'm like, and the funniest thing to me is that none of the ads are like of things I would be interested in, mm-hmm. which is insane to me too. Like, at least try to sell to me, not yeah. just like I don't know. It's so bizarre. Oh man! Well, this goldfish shooting was funny. It was funny. <laughs> As Beauregard finishes the set, he sends Beaker to get a power saw. Beaker eventually gets the saw, which goes out of control. I feel like this episode hit its high note and its stride with the animal, animal crackers. crackers bit and literally just falls down from there. I don't know. Kind of. It doesn't. It's. It was good. It had a strong start and not as strong of a finish, I guess. It's yeah. definitely not sticking any sort of landing here for no. me. Elky. What a name. Elky. When I started this episode and Kermit was like, your special guest, Elky Summer, I text you immediately. I was like, You're like Elky? Elky? I know. Are you kidding me? It's not just like Elk Summer. I could Isn't have that what never... we thought it was? Elk yeah. Summer. Yeah, I said it all last week. Yeah. What else am I supposed to assume? <laughs> Elky. Elky. Interesting. Elky, buddy. Okay, Elks. So now Elky, as Cleopatra sings, row, row, row. Cleopatra coming at you. What was that, Cleopatra coming at you? A commercial on the TV. I have no idea. Oh, my God. Um, Because what I'm thinking of is there was a TV show that was like Xena style that was called like Cleopatra 2929 or something like that. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, I know. Cleopatra coming at you. Cleopatra coming at ya is a song by an artist called Cleopatra. Cle- not an artist. I'm sorry. Uh, a girl group. A girl group. That's like we're talking like 3LW Destiny's Are Child. Are we talking Three- ni- the year 1998? What 1998, year? 1998, Megan. Yeah. How did you guess that? <laughs> wow, that's kind of wild. Cleopatra coming at ya is a song by Cleopatra, and the <laughs> song is called Coming at ya. Wow, that is like some Girls Five Eva shit. <laughs> Have you watched Girls Five Ever? No, I don't oh even my know god! What is. Girls Five Ever is, is a show forever? that you would love. So okay, Girls Five Ever is a show on Peacock. Yes, it's about four women who were in a girl group in the late '90s, early 2000s. It was a five-girl group. One of the girls died while they were younger. Okay, they reunite. To try to end because um, a rapper samples one of their songs and they suddenly have like a little bit of like um, like steam behind them. Yeah. So in order they, they decide to take that 
that their song is being sampled and run with it. And they go on tour with this guy and they do not on tour, but they, they open for him on, or they're like, they play with him on like Fallon or some yeah. shit. And, um, it stars Sarah Bareilles. I don't know. She's a singer. Okay. Sarah Bareilles sings that song. I want to see you be brave. Say what you want to say. I think she's like a pianist. Yeah. A piano person. Like, uh, Did you say she's a think, pianist? think Michelle Branch or Vanessa Carlton, yeah. Sarah Bareilles. So it's her, Paula Pell. Oh, okay. I know that one. Um, Busy Phillips. Yeah, I know her. And, um, one of the I leads lo- from Hamilton. Busy Phillips. Busy Phillips plays like the ditzy blonde, like <laughs> a surrogate Britney Spears kind of character who married like an ex boy backstreet boy kind of character and it the show is really really very funny what's girls five ever girls five ever because it's one more than four okay yeah. good I definitely have to watch five ever show. it's on Peacock it's got maybe 16 episodes it's had two seasons so far so it funny. is it's from like writers of 30 Rock and Kimmy Schmidt so it's got yeah. like it's very quick it's very pop culture heavy. I love this show already. It's, it's Megan. It rules so hard. I'm going to watch it. Paula Pell plays like. I can take a break from the nanny. Plays this insane like she's a dentist now, but she recently <laughs> is, she's recently divorced from her wife and she like longs for her ex-wife and stuff. The whole thing. It's so goddamn funny. Oh my I God. I cannot recommend it enough. I lo- I'm going to watch it later. It's very new. When it's, I'm packing. Megan, it's so East Coast. It's so East Coast like. <laughs> Tri-state, it's us. It, it's it, us, yeah. Their big thing is they want to get back together, get good enough, get strong enough as a band to play Jingle Ball. <laughs> and it's like, who knows what Jingle Ball is outside they of like... They want to play Jingle yes. Ball. Z100's Jingle Ball. Outside of our little bubble of Does Jingle the Ball do just New York? I guess they do. Yes, that's all they do is yeah. just... Yeah. Okay. Um, to put this one to rest, also, Cleopatra 2525 is an American science fiction television series that aired in syndication for two seasons from January 2000 to March 2001. Ooh, just, just before 9-11, Right? Huh? And it was never remembered again because 9-11. 28 episodes. When the complications arise during her breast augmentation surgery, 20th century exotic dancer Cleo is put into suspended animation, waking up 525 years in the future. Cleo joins two women in their fight against the Baileys, armed flying machines who now control Earth's surface. Her team leader, Hell, played by Gina Torres from Firefly. Oh my god. What the hell is this show? Is, com- is commanded by a mysterious female entity called Voice, who relays orders via communication implants under Hell's right ear. This show sounds wild. This woman went in for breast augmentation. It went wrong, so they froze her I, that's for so 525 weird. years. Holy shit, this show sucks. I want to watch this. Wow. Insane. Cleopatra 2525. Oh my god, that's so funny. Well, I mean, Lester <sighs> from uh, Red Dwarf, he gets like cryogenically frozen in that spaceship mm. by accident. <laughs> I feel like that's such a funny thing. And then you like wake up in the future. That's like the whole, that's Futurama also, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Like, oh yeah, that is Futurama. <laughs> and it's funny because Futurama's from like the same time as that Cleopatra show too. Like Futurama was funny. Futurama's still funny. And you know, it's is coming it back on? for a third revival. Damn. It comes back to Hulu in a couple of um, 
Maybe next year. I haven't watched Futurama in years. So it had, after it did its first run, it got picked up. They made animated movies. Mm-hmm. They made four movies. And then Comedy Central picked it up to series. Well, and they made like four new seasons out of it. It's my, wild. There's so much. I used much. to be friends with somebody who like watched Futurama all the time. Yeah. It was Dan. Yeah. He watched it constantly. My um, brother was really into Futurama. Like when we were kids... He collected the Futurama DVDs and I collected the Simpsons DVDs. Mm-hmm. And it was like, we have them all because we, you know, like whatever. Stupid. <laughs> oh, man, Megan. So at closing, Beaker is still with the power saw and he chases Elkie and Kermit off the stage. This is the first episode since episodes 101 and 102 to have a pan out opening shot during the closing credits. That's kind of cool. That is cool. Elkie Summer did her own dubbing for the German release of this show. That's very cool. That is so cool. That's also like some dedication, man, to come back and do ADR dubbing for like your own character. That's pretty cool. That rules. Well, because you know what? She probably has a following in Germany. She must, yeah, she has to have a strong presence then to put in that effort. Exactly. Exactly. So the. The German audience would know yeah. that it wasn't her. So, And if she can speak it, that's really cool. That's very neat. I wish I knew how to speak a lot of languages. Like for real, right? Like not just like You could meet so many more people. Like so many more people. It feels like such an American problem to have that like we well, they do can't, it to us on purpose. Like, mm-hmm, yeah, they do. It's all on yeah. purpose. <laughs> <laughs> Unless we'd all know Spanish because why don't we know English I and Spanish? Don't. It's so dumb. Like it's I'm, it, really dumb. It thrills me to pieces that like my six year old niece takes Spanish in school. Like yeah. for real. Now you it's know? now it's like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man! So next week we're gonna watch the Sylvester Stallone episode. I can't wait. This episode already just on like it's why is Sylvester Stallone hosting the? Muppet I literally show? can't wait. What an insane thought to me. I can't wait to see you next week. So episode three twenty next week, Sylvester Stallone. The backstage is invaded by Sylvester Stallone's groupies who have paid Scooter for backstage passes. It sounds like a very funny show premise. To calm a furious Kermit, Scooter pretends the girls are all there to see him. Then hustles them up to Sylvester's dressing room. This is already... Does he have a nickname? Sly? Sly, yeah. That's his nickname. Does Sly have a nickname? Yeah, Sly does. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This episode aired... (laughs) This episode aired in the UK on February 9th, 79, and in the US, February 22nd, 1979. I'll be curious to look up when we do this episode next when the first Rocky came out. I know it's from the 70s, but I'm curious, like, if this is, like, ride in the Rocky train, you know? When's the last time you saw Rocky? I only, I only saw it once. I saw it in a film studies class in senior year of high school. I only saw it's it. not my type of movie, and not, you know? No, me neither. I, I saw it, like, I don't know if I've ever watched it from start to finish, but definitely watched it on TBS, mm-hmm. like, while it was, like, on. Yeah. Like, <laughs> running up those stairs and all I w- that. I will say I was impressed and surprised by it, you know, after watching it the first time. Yeah. It's a set. Okay. I, well, we'll talk about this next week when we do that episode. Yeah. But, yeah, I was surprised by it, to tell you the truth, that, like, it's a... Like, um, uh, like a sweeter, more. I don't. Is I always. I always wrote it off as like a broy movie. Yeah. You know, it's like it's it's a love story with different with a few different aspects. You know, it's weird. All right, so join us next week as we watch the Sylvester Stallone episode of the Muppet Show. 
Uh, follow us at ITTWTM. And until next week. Thanks for the gumball.